Way too far. Way too far. Shit. That was words spoken in Jason's bedroom. Oh! Continued. There you go. Even more. Dave Song! Ladies and gentlemen, we are Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. And Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? Look at it this way. It's the first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick. You work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks, anyway. I'm touching my own dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for... The Rundown. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is your main event of the evening, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, episode 345. I am your host, Troy, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Jason. Hey, what's up? Oh, nothing much. All right, so it was an interesting week in wrestling, uh, mostly because it kind of was a big, fat piling, big, fat, steaming pile of shit. No, 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 that's not possible. Paige told us that's, that Backlash was a smashing success. Yeah, so let's start things off by talking about the pay-per-view that was Backlash. So I'm just going to run through the matches, and then um, uh, we'll talk about them after after each one of them. So uh, just running down the list here, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley defeated Kevin Owens. Uh, that's, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, that's Tag Team Specialist Bobby Lashley? Yes, that's right. Tag Team Specialist Bobby Lashley and... Former tag team champion Braun Strowman defeated Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a kind of nothing match. But hey, at least this time Bobby Lashley didn't drop anyone in their dome. So. That's true. <laughs> and uh, coming into this, I obviously successfully predicted that uh, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley would win this thing. Um, but it, it was, you know, sort of a nothing match, sort of a waste of both Strowman and Lashley. And, you know, like I said, going into it, it's sort of like, why did you waste WrestleMania with the Nicholas bullshit if you were just going to have him team with Lashley at the next pay-per-view? So what are you saying about the bar if it takes Bobby Lashley to team with Braun Strowman to beat Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, but your tag team champions can be beaten by Braun Strowman and a fucking prepubescent child? Uh, it says that they are terrible, and we'll get to that. Um of course, uh, appeal, uh, a peek behind the curtain here. Jason neglected to use the correct color for his fake J's that he put on this thing, so I obviously knew which ones he added. He did not pick this one. He picked Kevin listen, Owens listen, and Sami Zayn. Listen, nope, I'm not some, I'm just some, on. No, 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 no. Some people, some people just don't see things in terms of color, Troy. I apologize if you feel that way. Well, I do, and I know the difference between a light blue and a regular blue. Speaking of, it's all it's all blue to me. Mm-hmm. It's all just colors. All I don't right. I don't see it, any differentiation between the different colors. I that's just how I was brought up. Sorry. Speaking of the blue brand, Daniel Bryan defeated Big Cass in a match that I think, well, yeah, every one of us thought that Big Cass was going to win because we didn't really I, see no nope, no nope, reason. I picked Daniel Bryan. I'm just going to keep strolling on through. Uh, we didn't really see the reason for Daniel Bryan to uh, to get the win over here over Big Cass, but he did. Uh, the match Still don't. 
the match itself was, I think, okay. Um, you know, Brian continues to to show the reason why he, you know, he was he wanted to come back, uh, and Big Cass held his own. Uh, but yeah, this you kind of have to wonder, like, well, where does Big Cass go from here? Because typically, this is the kind of feud where you have the bad guy win by shenanigans and. Then Danny Bryan has to come back, but now it's like, well, no, Bryan just fucking beat him, and not only beat him, made him fucking tap. So, yeah, that's, but <laughs> but it looks like it seems like that may continue for another at least one more pay per view. We'll yeah, say. which makes no fucking sense because I will say I, I will say Cass's entrance, like the whole presentation, looked better than he ever has. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the bell rang. Right, but Cass Cass is is an improved worker, but he still is a worker that needs a lot of time and oftentimes with with big guys it takes them quite a while you know to to actually feel comfortable in the ring and 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 to be competent and big Cass hasn't been wrestling for that long um you know obviously a, a guy like braun Strowman is far uh, far above where he probably should be at this point in his career in terms of talent uh but big Cass, he's got talent he's got he's got a future there. Uh, he just needs to work on, you know, getting a little bit more polish on him. And part of the and, yeah, go ahead. And he's seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. Yeah. Uh, and he used to bang Carmella, and you can't teach that well, unless you're John Cena. Well, yeah. Well, she went from you know having a guy that you couldn't teach to having a guy that you can't see. So, uh, in a match that the uh, the crowd began to walk out on, Roman Reigns <laughs> defeated Samoa Joe in the main event. And again, we have to question why. Because it, it felt like we were booking Roman Reigns as sort of the, the underdog. It's sort of like the Daniel Bryan way. And then they just had him get a, a clean win over a fucking destroyer like Samoa Joe in the main event of a pay-per-view. So completely shot themselves at a dick yet again on what they're trying to do with Roman um, the match itself was good, you know. Obviously, you know Joe's a really a, a great worker. Reigns is is a really good worker. But again, the the booking on this just it it doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, you you could have easily had had Samoa Joe go over here because Reigns is a guy who probably needs to take some losses at this point, and having him just lose to Brock Lesnar is not enough to get the crowd to start actually changing their tune on this. So. Uh, and, and obviously, you know, having having this be the main event of this instead of, you know, the WWE Championship, which, yeah, I, I understand considering the finish of that match, why that didn't uh, didn't go on last. But you could have had, you know, the Intercontinental Championship go on last. Uh, any other title match than Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe would be the, be the main event of this. Yeah, and like you said, obviously the way the main event finished, and we'll get into that in a little bit. I'm sorry, the way the championship match finished, we'll get into that a little bit, but uh, made you understand sort of why they didn't close the show with that. But look, this is, it's hard to, it's really hard to explain what the thought process here is, to be completely honest. I I don't understand um, where they're going with it because. You're trying to get Roman Reigns over. So you put him in there with a guy who's already super over. And then you have a match where, uh, you know, neither guy looks great. But then the guy who everyone loves gets beat again by Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. 
and it doesn't do any good for anybody. And there's a story that came out this week that they're basically their their plan for Roman is to try to book him sort of like Daniel Bryan, where he's the anti-authority guy and he's you know he's being screwed by the company, et cetera, et cetera. Which is all well and good. The problem is they're not fucking telling that story consistently. No. They tell it every once in a while. Vince McMahon comes out and sides with Lesnar one week, then we don't see him again for another month and a half. Mm -hmm. They're not consistently telling that story, but they want the fans to attach to it, and that's not going to work. If they're out there telling that story every single week, it might work. And, of course, as we'll talk about later, uh, the, the, the next big plan as well Everybody hates him when we put him against everybody else. So let's put him against Jinder because everyone hates Jinder. They'll have no choice but to cheer for Roman. Yeah, and I think maybe the Roman versus Jinder would have been a better a better match for this card. Obviously not in the main events. Um, but yeah, I mean, Roman versus Joe, not only do you yet again hurt Joe's momentum by having him take a loss here. When he just switched brands, he's just starting to look like he's going to be a killer on SmackDown. And now he go he heads over there with a loss. He he right. he he lost to Roman Reigns. So and every, and and, did, and then didn't appear on SmackDown at all this week. Right. So everything he's been talking about of like I'm going to come for AJ Styles, I'm going to come for Daniel Bryan. You're like, yeah, but you lost to Roman Reigns. So you know, go ahead and do whatever you're going to want because you're probably going to lose to them too. Uh, moving right along, the SmackDown Women's Championship match, Carmella successfully retained against Charlotte Flair. Um, the match itself was what it was, you know, uh, nothing to write home about, but a, a good showing, you know, um, Carmella retaining, I think is the right way to go on this. Um, I know a lot of people around the internet have been a little upset about the fact that Charlotte, uh, um, you know, ended Oscar's streak and then is now seems to be getting taken out of the women's championship, you know, scene. And they feel like maybe that's like a, a waste of, of her ending the streak. But, you know, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, Asuka wasn't even booked on this this show. So, you know, it goes to kind of show you that, like, they, they don't know exactly what they're doing right now with either of these two ladies. Um, yeah, the to me, the biggest problem was the, the way the match was sort of constructed to finish. Uh, it just seems like after all the punishment we've seen Charlotte take and come back from, you know, just jamming her knee on the moonsault and getting kicked seems like a really sort of anticlimactic way to beat her. Um, it, it just, I don't know, it didn't jive with me. Uh, the match itself was pretty poor as far as my opinion of it. I don't think Carmella, I mean, we've talked about Carmella's, you know, lack of uh, development in the ring at this point. She's one of those characters who's over because of her, mic work and her person personality and that's fine that has its place especially for sort of a chicken shit heel which is sort of clearly where they're going with her um i just it, it underwhelmed obviously mm -hmm. uh that's going to be the word of the day uh because the next and, and, and to be fair and but before we get there and to be fair if you're going to have carmella win and you're going to do the angle where charlotte gets injured and carmella sort of steals one from her have the iconics come out and get involved do something yeah, it seemed like there was a lot of outs that they could have used on this that, that they decided not to. I mean, the Daniel Bryan Big Cass thing, you could have easily, if you didn't want him to take a clean loss to Big Cass, you have The Miz sitting right there that could have interfered. Mm -hmm. Here you've got uh, the Iconics that have been kind of fucking with Charlotte Flair for a while, don't even appear. 
other than on the pre-show to make uh, uh, whatever his fucking name, Pete Rosenthal or whatever his name is, to just his pants. Uh, yeah, it, it it didn't make a lot of sense. Um, and in, in all fairness, I think we would all adjust our pants with the iconics there. Oh, I I would have been chiseling left and right. Huh. Uh, the Raw Tag Team, or Jesus Christ, the Raw Women's Match um, saw Nia Jax defend against Alexa Bliss, wound up beating her, and um, some some talk out of this one that maybe Alexa Bliss was injured, maybe she wasn't. Um, we had some reports saying that she was legit injured, injured. The Nia Jax went to Twitter and said that Alexa Bliss faked an injury, which makes you kind of feel like maybe it's a storyline injury. Not sure one way or the other, but uh, it would appear, though, is that Alexa Bliss is going to be held out of uh, competition for at least a little bit here. Um, and, and who knows, you know, the extent of the injury or if the injury is real or not. But uh, either way, Nia Jax um, got to got to celebrate with a burrito bowl after the match and continued to be the the Raw Women's Champion. Uh, another another just flat out underwhelming uh, match. Uh, not much special here to to attach to. Um, as as for the injury, um, to me the Naya tweet sort of came across as in character blaming Alexa, saying she's faking an injury. Um, but also, if you're Naya, I think you have a certain degree of protect my own reputation now because you talked about injuries to Bailey, to Alexa, to Charlotte. Naya's going to start developing that reputation as being a little careless in the ring, and she clearly doesn't want that. You know, there was, um, you know, Naya's, it's, it's, it's difficult to say because, you know, there's there are some things like, you know, Seth Rollins injuring people when he had that kind of run seemed a lot more like bad luck. You know, he's too talented of of, of a worker, and a lot of it was bad luck. Just either a guy just got hit wrong, or you know, like the Finn Balor injury was kind of kind of a fluke thing. A John Cena thing, Cena admits was his fault. Naya, if you remember, almost uh, Cena. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Let's, let's clear that up. Cena admitted it was his fault because Cena's that type yeah. of dude. Like it was not Cena's fault yeah. in that situation. But again, it's one of those things where it, it just seemed like some bad luck was happening because Rollins is. is a very talented worker and yeah you know he tries to do some flashy things which i think sometimes you know tend if he's not paired up well against a guy who also knows how to take flashy independent wrestling moves like cena accidents are going to happen uh whereas with nia Jax, you know she almost sent charlotte flair's nose out the back of her skull uh you know she forgot how to do a a backbreaker onto asuka here now she's got Alexa Bliss that was injured. You know, like you said, Bailey was injured against her. There starts to be the question of, you know, we already had some questions on if Nia Jax was brought up too quickly, if she's too green to be in the position she's in. And now when you start getting a lot of these these rashes of injuries, you start to wonder, like, is she an unsafe worker? You know? And that's a question that I think needs to needs to come up. You know, is is she unsafe right now? You know, we had the same kind of conversation where Ryback was injuring guys left and right because he's an unsafe fucking worker and he's a big giant fucking moron. You know, uh, Jack Swagger has been known to injure a motherfucker left and right here. You start to start to kind of look at it as like, do do these people want to actually face off against these people who they know have injured people in the past before? You know, right? Yeah. No. And and one thing we haven't touched on was the just god 
awful promo Naya cut at the end of this match, uh, referencing the be a star thing. And I, everybody can be be yourself and be proud of who you are. And this is me. And this is the shit I was talking about going into this feud. You've got your gigantic monster character in Naya, and I don't mean this as a body shaming thing. I mean, mm-hmm. she's a bigger girl. She's she's a large woman and mm-hmm. large and in charge and proud of who she is and good for her. That said, she's taking on a tiny little impish woman who's the cute little pixie girl and, and they're painting her as like the bullied underdog and that shit doesn't work. I said going into WrestleMania that shit wouldn't work and the crowd's reaction to her you know, be a star promo at the end mm-hmm. clearly tells you they ain't fucking buying it either. Right. Uh, you know, I I hate to say that you you sort of a, a person of of Naya's size. I, I hate to say that they should always be booked the same way, but I look at people like Awesome Kong, like Jessica Havoc. You know these these women who are not Aja Kong over in Japan. Yeah, I look at them as you know they're typically booked as not. Not, hey, here's some fat girls, but hey, here's these chicks who are just beasts and will just destroy you. And that's what we wanted out of Nia Jax, you know, when she first kind of came up was this this is supposed to be the one who can come out here and be sort of the big show of the division or, you know, the, the Braun Strowman of the division as just a dominating, you know, powerful person. And instead, we're, we've been getting this now, where it's you know, either Cryo Jacks, as we had for a couple of weeks there, or this little, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about oh, be a star, don't you know, rise above hate and stuff like that. And it's just it 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 just feels so false. It feels so fake off the tongue, you know. And it doesn't it doesn't do it very well because when you have somebody like John Cena go out there and cut a, a be a star promo, that's fine. You know the the crowd knows where he, what his position is on on the roster. He can cut a promo like that, and he's going to get the same exact reaction. But when you've got somebody like Nia Jax, who people are already a little bit like, eh, I don't know if this this feels quite right. This this whole storyline has been kind of really odd. Um, to for her to cut a promo like that and trying to be like, oh, you know, I I did this on my own. It's like, well, well, about that. You know, you're yes, yes, you are. You know, a uh, a, a plus size woman, but you're a beautiful plus size woman. You have you have the facial looks that most people don't, and not to mention the fact you have a famous family. And, and she's banging Sami Zayn. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's one of those things like you know, I. It's like the like the Drake song, the started from the bottom, now we're here, where you're just like, dude, you were a child actor. And you lived in the suburbs. You you didn't start from the bottom of every anything. You know, it feels so false. You know, and I think yeah. part of I think that's the the issue that I have with Nia Jax is this this doesn't feel real. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if if you had well, that's the thing. Like I said, just visually, the storyline here is not even Alexa Bliss. We're not doing a Piggy James storyline where right. she's constantly poking her weight. We're doing this thing where Alexa's making this girl angry. But in reality, if Alexa makes this girl angry, she can legit break her in half. Right. So it takes any credibility sort of away from this story. Yeah. See, I felt that that this storyline would be better served like when when you had the authority 
you know, who just who just kept poking and prodding at the big show before he finally fucking knocked Triple H out. That's the way they started on that fucking angle. What, but that's but the general idea behind that was, you know, here's somebody who is trying to show restraint, you know, is trying not to sink down to the person's level or over that. But eventually they just snap and you get that awesome moment, you know, whereas if they would have done this a little bit differently where you where you still had Nia Jax with Alexa Bliss, but Alexa kept kind of, you know, poking at her and, and kind of insulting her stuff like that. And then Nia just turns on her. You would have had a much cleaner turn for Nia Jax for one, other than the turn that we got where she just was like, I guess she's a face now. But you also would have had a better storyline heading into us where instead it was just like, all of a sudden Alexa Bliss is no longer with Nia Jax and now she's with Mick, Mickey James, even though she was feuding with her before. And now and there's never been an explanation of why they never been. together, really. No, not one. And all of a sudden now it's just like, okay, well now Nia Jax is a good guy. And, oh, and Alexa Bliss thinks she's a bully, which Alexa, for her credit, has done a phenomenal job on the build of this. It's just that Nia Jax hasn't <clears throat> carried her own weight um, in in the feud department <laughs> there. So, well, it's that whole, it's, the, it's, you know, the default position of booking the women is just bitches be crazy. Yeah. And this is just more of that. Yeah, and, that, and that's the sad thing is, you know, it, it, it is. And until we start getting some female creative de- develop or, you know creative writers or until we start getting you know somebody who starts pushing back a little bit more on vince's you know idea of booking women which you know i i, I put a little bit more blame on vince not giving a shit about the women still on on why these kind of storylines continue to happen like this where we just keep falling back to the same shit well we've got by the way, did, did anyone catch the, the overriding theme during the Nia Jax-Alexa Bliss match of Alexa can't get her back in the ring because she's a big fat fatty? <laughs> and, you know, that was a nice little touch they added there. Yeah. But yeah, you got a green girl related to The Rock who's injuring people, but she's you know a big dominant force, so she's got a belt. And you got Carmella who can't work her way out of a paper bag, but she's got some personality. And she's Meanwhile, Asuka's on a two-match losing streak, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even on the show right now. Why yep. move her if you're not going to showcase her? Right. Um, you've got Charlotte's, you know, being put in a feud with the Iconics for no apparent reason. Becky Lynch can't get a fucking sniff of anything on SmackDown mm-hmm. these days. Naomi I disappeared. Mean, yeah, of course. Well, she, and she won the Women's Battle Royal, which, mm-hmm. you know. Sasha and Bailey are involved. It, they've taken perhaps the greatest women's rivalry of two years ago and turned it into an absolute snore fest and joke mm-hmm. on Raw when you talk about Bailey and Sasha. I, I I don't get the booking of these women in this company. I don't understand it. It's frustrating. And and uh, look, there's a lot of other matches we gotta get to. I don't want to get hung up on this one, but there's a larger discussion we can have at another time. But this is just a, somebody needs to grab Vince by the fucking neck and say, "Listen, we can't tout a revolution." And book the same way we've been booking for the last decade. Right. Very true. All right. So moving right along, we had probably the match of the night. Uh, Seth Rollins. Probably? No, absolutely absolutely the match match, of the night. Uh, Seth Rollins managed to retain the Intercontinental Championship against The Miz. Uh, These two guys did everything in their fucking power to try to put on the best show possible. And and they really... They really tried to. They set the bar high, and everybody else was just like, "It's a limbo competition now." So, <laughs> so yeah. So, so uh, some some by their own fault, some by the creative. Yes, but. exactly. Uh, but yeah, 
Rollins and Miz looked fantastic. You know, Miz continues to show that he can put on great matches, even even with these you know independent guys, even with his style being different. And so, so here's my question, and obviously this is Seth Rollins, and we'll get into that later. Is just on another level right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, it's interesting discussion to to be had. Was this the Miz's best wrestling match ever? Because to me, it's right up there with that Ziggler match where they should have main evented the pay-per-view for the IC title, and they didn't. Yeah. Um, but it's either that or this. And I, I tend, maybe it's just you know recent uh, favoritism, but I tend to lean towards this being his best match. It's... He's made it. He's made it hard to to make that to make that statement this year because he's had so many good matches this year, um, and and even you know coming off the past two years, you know this is a guy who, you know, motherfucker's thirty seven. He's putting on the best matches of his career. Some of those matches with Roman were excellent too. Yeah, but, but this was just next level shit mm-hmm. for me in terms of the Miz's in ring performance. I don't remember ever seeing him look this good in a match. Yeah, and, and you know, I I brought it up when we were talking about Greatest Royal Rumble too, on on how just really good he, how much how much he was able to stand out in a very crowded match of really talented people. Where you're like, well, he's definitely going to be be the weak link in it. So the fact that you know. You know, him and Rollins going against each other, you're like, well, you know, Rollins is probably one of the best wrestlers in the company right now. And, you know, the, he's he's paired with The Miz, but The Miz just, I mean, it was like, Seth was like, let's let's put on the best match we can. And Miz was like, I'm fucking game. And they did. So, yeah, I mean, you know, if there's, if there's one thing you're going to watch about this pay-per-view, it's this fucking match. And then just pretend right. nothing else happened. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that definitely, you know, you have to look at it as the Miz has just been continue to put out continue to put on some some great matches and proceeded to yet again do it over on uh on uh um SmackDown as well because his, you know, we'll get to it, but his match with Jeff Hardy I thought was really fucking good too. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, of- easily best match of the night. Um, and truth be told, I sat down at the beginning of the show. I watched that match. I said, holy shit, if this is the opener, we're in for a big fucking night. Mm-hmm. And that everything was down yeah. from there. Yeah. It was like that time that, uh, um, that, that WB had a pay-per-view when the Super Bowl was going on and they're like, let's put AJ Styles in the opening match. And you're like, right. well, well, the rest of this pay-per-view is going to be shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what it kind of felt like was, you know, oh, you got that experiment must have failed royally because they've never done that again. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Yeah, because you although know, you could say you could say at this pay-per-view, they put the main event on before the Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley tag team match. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah. Jeff Hardy retained the U.S. championship against Randy Orton in a, in match. a match of who gives a shit. Yep. Uh, and of course, uh, the WWE championship did not change hands because AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura well, they didn't have a disqualification in the match, but instead, but instead they had yet another no count or uh, no uh, another another count out. So, yeah, because they had a count out at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Then Paige said, "Hey, I'm going to solve that problem by putting in a stipulation that doesn't at all prevent the exact same outcome from happening, only to see the exact same outcome happen." Yeah. Then Paige goes out in SmackDown and says, "I mean, who saw that coming?" 
Well, Paige, anybody who's seen them fight. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you've watched your own show in the last couple, I don't know, two months. Uh, Nakamura's been hitting him in the dick quite a bit, actually. Mm-hmm. So I think most of us could have seen that coming. And yep. maybe, maybe a no count out, no disqualification stipulation would have been nice. This was just lazy-ass booking. I'm yeah. sorry. This was horrid. This was terrible. This was, we want to stretch this thing out, and we don't have the balls to make a decision as to who should go over. Mm-hmm. So let's just do another shit finish. Clearly, this is probably leading to some kind of last-man-standing match or something like that. And these two are such phenomenal workers that it's going to take one match for me to be ter- totally turned around on this thing. But as of right now... This is a feud I've been waiting two years, three years to see in the WWE, mm-hmm. and this has been the most disappointing that I can remember in right. a while. And I don't, I don't understand why you didn't just pull the trigger and put the title on Nakamura here. You I had, don't either. You had a no disqualification match. You have him hit AJ Styles in the dick yet again, get the win, and then Styles can turn around and be like, you beat me because you hit me in the cock again, and that's clearly my weakness. So let's let's do a match you know, in, in a... Uh, you know, a steel cup match or something like that in order to make or sure even that have Nakamura go for it. And AJ pulls out a cup and then hits the styles clash and goes over clean. But one of yeah. those two, like you gotta have a finish. You've already done this finish. Mm-hmm. You just did this finish a week ago. Right. Yeah. And, and again, it made no sense because this was a match that had a stipulation. So right. why didn't you have it be a no count out stipulation or a false count anywhere match? Like why was the greatest if the greatest Royal Rumble had been a no had been a double disqualification, this would make perfect fucking sense. Mm-hmm. Then you throw in a no DQ stipulation. Okay, well we found another way to do a fuck finish that's not addressed by our stipulation. Right. The problem here is that you had a result at the greatest Royal Rumble, and then put on a stipulation that didn't address that at all. And then did the same finish. Mm-hmm. And again, no wonder they didn't fucking have this close the show. But it did close out our predictions where once again I was victorious nope, with a clean nope, sweep. Actually, no, no, Ad- I, I, actually, Adam won uh, getting five points. Me and Jason tied with four points. So good. No, congratulations, I, no, no. Adam. You I, are the prediction I, champion. I, Moving I, on no, to no. I feel segment. like the scorebook needs to be addressed. Uh, there were a lot. If we go back and check the tape. Uh, there were a lot of uh, – I, I changed my prediction a couple times. So I think you just didn't update the sheet as I said it is what happened. So it's cool. It happens. I, I, so I won 8 to 5. Uh, moving on, uh, uh, it's time for our favorite segment. All right, Jerry Lawler, get your head off that kid. Hey, it's a segment that we like to call – The Perfect 10. A 10. A 10. A fucking 10. So moving right into this, Seth Rollins – proceeded to continue to make his case for best in the world because he had an open challenge and put on an amazing match with Mojo fucking Raleigh. Amazing might be a little bit. Amazing Mm. in terms of what else has Mojo Raleigh done (laughs) other than have Rob Gronkowski in a match. Okay, okay. But in fairness... When has Mojo been given a spotlight to shine like this either? Yeah, that's true. Um, I still don't think he's a very competent worker, but uh, Seth wound up pulling out a, a really good match with him. Um, one of the nice things that that I noticed this week is that both shows are trying to new to use their new talent that they've acquired. Um, 
you know, obviously with, with Rusev over on SmackDown with uh, uh, not only Mojo Raleigh having a, a spot here, uh, but also Zack Ryder with a little bit of a backstage segment going on. And Mike Canella seems to be maybe in their plans for the future. Who knows? I don't know. As opposed to No Way Jose, who was in a multi-person match where he didn't need to take the fall, but just did because they wanted to yep. kill him quickly. Yes, yep. absolutely. Yes, exactly. Uh, well, they, you know, they're... not that I expected them to do much with No Way Jose, but really, you didn't have to. You could have waited to see what you had with this guy. Yeah. The crowd is sort of into the entrance. Like, let's let it run just a little bit and see if maybe. Nope, nope, fucking kill it. No. Nope. It's done. It's, if Vince is like, I didn't create it, it's an NXT thing. Fuck it, yeah, kill it. That's true. Uh, and, and speaking of that, you know, uh, it, it does beg the question of, does the Raw tag team division even matter? Because that nope. match that match saw the Revival team up with Baron Corbin, who is the lone wolf. Yeah. No, we, we, I think we said that every time we get a multi-person match with Corbin in it. Yeah. But the answer is no. This division doesn't matter, and they couldn't have told us any clearer with the way they booked WrestleMania. There's really not much more to discuss other than that. Yeah, I mean, not only did we we make a mockery of the titles by having Braun Strowman and a referee's son win win the championships, but then we proceeded to have two tag team matches on this this card, neither one of them featuring the actual tag team champions. Nope. Um, and then you could say the same thing over on SmackDown because the Bludgeon Brothers didn't show up, despite the nope. fact that we had a tag team match on the fucking show. I will say the Bludgeon Brothers promo thing on on SmackDown was great with the action figures, so check that out if you haven't seen it. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the New Day faced off against the bar uh, on a... F- I don't understand what you're saying here. A four-on-three... Okay, quarter so... Okay, oh, hold on, hold on. So li- this week, uh, Cesaro took on Xavier Woods. Mm-hmm. Because apparently last week, Xavier Woods beat Sheamus in clearly the most forgettable match I can think of, because, yep. you know, eh. Um... So this week, Xavier. So now, apparently, next week they've made a match where it's the New Day versus the Bar, three on two, as far as I know, for a qualifying match for Money in the Bank. So three guys are going to take on two guys for one guy to get a spot in King of the in, in Money in the Bank. I see. That makes sense. Because that's that's logic. I mean, it's got to be. Well, no, I guess not, because I was going to say it's got to be Cesaro, because who wants to see anybody else in there? But then you've got Kofi Kingston, who always does ladder matches. So that's going to be be a harder one to tell. But again, it's really strange, because the New Day always seems to be kind of like, okay, that's fine. You know, we'll go ahead and and you can can be in this. That's fine. We'll, We'll sit on the sidelines. But the bar are two guys who, you know... Unless this is the impetus for breaking up the bar. I mean, that's possible. Which, at this point, do it. I mean, you know, we'll see what they can do on do on their own because clearly they're not going to win the SmackDown Tag Team Championships because, you know, nobody cares at this point. So, sure, well, and, do it. And I don't think you beat the Bludgeon Brothers anytime soon anyway. But No. Um, you know, it's... It, it is what it is. Like I said, it, it's it makes a lot more sense for the new day for somebody to win because I think Big E could be ready to go off and start that singles push mm-hmm. on his own. Um, so so it would make a certain degree of sense. But splitting up the bar, there's some logic to to be had there too. Um, mm-hmm. But of course, you know the stories we hear about Sheamus's neck, you, you sort of are allowed to sort of hide him in a tag team situation in a way you couldn't as a singles guy. So who right, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's that's an interesting question there. Uh, I'm going to take a sip of water while Jason talks about number seven here, which I conveniently translated into Japanese for you. 
Well, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it came out this week uh, that at the last New Japan show, I, f- I want to say Dunkadu, I could be incorrect in the pronunciation. Um, Okada came out and basically started to cut a promo, said, listen, I've beaten this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy. Uh, so who am I going to face at Dominion, which is their big event June 9th, I believe. Um and ultimately went through a couple names and ultimately settled on challenging Kenny Omega at this show. Uh, Omega came out and said, listen, we've had three matches. We've each won one. One was a draw. Let's make this two out of three and be the deciding match. So we're gearing up for what many people have called the greatest wrestling match of all time in Omega Okada. Uh, we're gearing up for the deciding bout between the two of them in a two out of three falls thing because this is long-term booking that the WWE could learn from because anybody who's followed this is pissing their pants with excitement to see this this grand finale to this this story. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, the WWE does do long-term booking. It's just that we don't like the way they book things. So... <laughs> Because well, they've, yeah, but they haven't booked something like this where you're talking about like almost two years worth of storyline that you're finally paying off. Yeah, I, I I get you on that. I do. Um, you know, the the closest thing that they've come to is sort of the Gargano and Champa thing, but the only reason was because of well, an injury. Because well, otherwise, Daniel Bryan, but I don't think that was intentional. Right, and both of those were because one of those people were not available to wrestle. Because otherwise, if both people were available to wrestle, there's no way they would have drawn it out as long as they did. So, exactly. <laughs> um, but yes, we're going to talk about uh, a shit ton of stuff because this because Raw and SmackDown this week were all about setting up for Money in the Bank. Uh, before we get into those two, though, we did find out, it, it appears that the rumor is that Lesnar will not actually be at Money in the Bank, which means that if a Raw guy wins the Money in the Bank briefcase, he will have nobody to cash in on at that night or for the foreseeable future. Yep. So, yeah, it sounds like Lesnar going to, to SummerSlam at this point. I have no confidence that he's actually going to drop that title at SummerSlam. So, uh, looks like uh, everyone's prediction should be for a SmackDown guy to win the Money in the Bank championship because otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> SmackDown guy and a Raw woman, probably. Yeah. I, I imagine... One one of each of the cases will end up on each of the brands. Is my right? I agree with you on that too, because it, it it wouldn't make sense for both of them to be on the same brand, because you know then you can you can book things differently if they're on separate brands like that. So, yeah. uh, but let's let's start off on Raw as we had had uh, Finn Balor and Braun Strowman both qualified for the Money in the Bank. Finn Balor by beating Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. It's just is saying people's names wrong like your gimmick now. Well, the Finn Balor thing, uh, pretty much. But the Finn Balor okay. thing was because of uh, that's what Kurt Angle called him. Um, but yeah, it's pretty well, much. Kurt right. Angle also calls her Rowdy Rowdy Ronda. So that's true. You know. Well, we haven't talked about her, so that's why I couldn't. Well, it's she she wasn't on Raw this week, even though mm-hmm. she's a full time. This is her life now. Yeah, but I mean, Samoa Joe wasn't on SmackDown, and he's a full time guy. So yeah, uh, that's because WWE booking. Yeah, and of course Braun Strowman beat KO yet again because fuck KO, I guess. Yeah, I guess we can sort of roll these Money in the Bank uh, results in together because there was a, sort of some surprising ones. Uh, mm-hmm. First off, my favorite thing uh, was it Coachman. Uh, There's never been anybody the size of Braun Strowman in a Money in the Bank match. Well, first off, motherfucker Kane was in there. Big Show was in mm-hmm. there. Fucking Big Show. Like, Strowman's huge. Fucking Big Show. Yep. 
Uh, and then and then later on, Coachman implied that Ember Moon was too young to win a match like this, despite the fact that she was squaring off against two people, both younger than her. That's right. Yeah, Ember Moon, Ember, Ember Moon did best her elders by beating Sasha Banks and Ruby <laughs> Riot to qualify for the women's Money in the Bank on the Raw side. So we did find out for, that... For those going, keeping score at home, Ember Moon, 29 years old, uh, Sasha Banks, I, say, I think 25 years old, Ruby Riot, 23 years old. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so we are having an equal number of SmackDown and Raw guys on in each one of these matches, um, but for whatever reason, we had we had two men on both shows qualify and just one lady on both shows. So I'm not sure what was going on with that. But um, over on the SmackDown, well, most, show, most shows were like most of the matches qualifying matches were triple threats, and then it was just like oh, and Charlotte versus Peyton Royce. Yeah, there was a weird weird thing like that where it was like we're gonna do a triple threat with Finn Balor, and then all of a sudden it's just like well, Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, uh, we had the triple threat for the for the women over on Raw. And then Charlotte, you know, beat the other iconic in a titty popping good match to qualify for the Money in the Bank. Uh, because Are we confirmed that that's where it happened, or was it on like no, the, the no, European no, tour? No. I just I just really wanted to say titty popping good match. Um, okay. We don't we don't know exactly when it happened. All we know is that yes, Charlotte did have a rupture in one of her implants. Uh, it apparently is not severe enough. To make her instantly stop, she's going to con- she's going to complete the European tour. Well, um, so uh, whoa, that means she's going to be on the shows. It doesn't mean she'll be working the shows, right? But but she's not. She could simply make an appearance at the shows, cut a promo, something like that. Yes, but she's not having surgery until after the European tour, right? So you think they'll fix the the unevenness or? Um, I would hope so. Uh, but the but that is that is a different surgery than just pulling an implant out and replacing it. That is is nipple relocation. So do you think she'll she'll take some photos in the mirror for us so we can see the after? Or? That'd be nice. I'm curious to see the current because if they <laughs> they were bad before. Now you've got one that's ruptured. That's gonna be <laughs> even fucking worse. Uh, but I but I like watching car crash videos. So, um, but yeah. So we we do know that Charlotte. We're not sure. We know that. It sounds like she's going to get this taken care of when she gets back to the States. Um, but we do not know if she is going to miss Money in the Bank or if, if it'll be okay. Um, it's, it's you know, switching out a titty is one of those things where it does take you a little bit of time. And the Money in the Bank ladder match is a, a match that you're going to take a lot of bumps. And that's not good for a recently repaired chest to be taking that many bumps. So I, we're not sure what's going on here. Um, obviously she qualified for the money in the bank but anything can happen you could easily have somebody challenge her for her spot or them just see, simply say ah she's out with a, a hamstring not just injury. any spot not just any spot her spot yes yeah. speaking of uh, Rusev bonus points for anybody who gets that reference All right. uh, Rusev and The Miz also qualified for the money in the bank thanks to wins over Daniel Bryan and Jeff Hardy now uh, the Miz and Jeff Hardy match, like I said, I thought was a really good match. The Rusev-Daniel Bryan match really intrigued me because I thought for sure, well, Bryan's going to be in the Money in the Bank and Rusev is just there to take the loss. But instead, Rusev won and did so cleanly. Yeah, there were a couple. I mean, I was a little surprised Roman wasn't in the match. Uh, Yet. He lost his qualifier. Yet. Uh, he'll get, an, he'll, he'll get another did. one. What's that? He'll get another one. Don't worry. Well, he's got gender. If that's the program they're going with, then they may just get off to go off to a singles program. That's true. Uh, and of course, without Lesnar there, that may be your main event of Money in the Bank. That's true. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but between that, um, 
you know, Ember Moon sort of over Sasha, uh, Finn over Roman, uh, Rusev over, and even to a degree, Miz as good as he's been over Jeff Hardy because Jeff Hardy's just sort of re get reentering this this world of singles push. Yeah, but he's um, got a championship, and I would assume that we're going to have him defend that championship in Money in the Bank. So, well, yeah, but I mean, you can address that problem pretty quickly. That's easy enough to handle if you right. if you don't want. But oh, I mean, it's not it's not like we didn't have the Miz as Intercontinental Champion be in a Money in the Bank ladder match right. before. Exactly. But, but yeah, I think I think that you have enough talent right now that you don't need to have your secondary champions going for the Money in the Bank. Somebody on Reddit, I think it was, posted an interesting concept of having Elias win the win the thing and then carry it around as a Money in the Bank guitar case. That'd be awesome. I yeah. miss I miss the days of when they used to have custom briefcases. We had yeah. like Damien Sandow come out with a chocolate with bar. a leather one. Yeah. yeah, and you had like you know uh, Edge came out with his all painted up and she, like, RVD did his little airbrush into it. I miss those yeah. fucking days, man. Yeah, because the new cases are not attractive. Oh, here's the other thing too. The new cases do not match the graphics that they showed for the matches. No. Because the graphics that they show for the match have the little border Blue, on the side. Red and white. Yeah, but they also have the little border on the side. Whereas the, yeah. the, the briefcases themselves look like it's just money in the bank written across the front of it. So I there's there's as I understand it, there's internally sort of a thing in the back to make them really ugly because the guys do have to carry them. Uh, and carry them on it as a carry-on on the, oh, on the it's, plane. Oh, it's a rib for sure. It's a rib, yeah. Yeah, which is ridiculous because that's not what you want to do on a professional fucking show. You do not want to make well, you, don't, you don't want to make something look look like a fucking joke unless you're a big giant asshole, which Vince McMahon is. And of course, that's what he'll do. He'll go the extra mile just to make himself fucking laugh. <laughs> Um, so then, uh, yeah, then, then the last thing we had was obviously uh, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura throwing down some <laughs> some backstage segments to to hype up Money in the Bank. Um, of course, we had Shinsuke Nakamura yet again forget how to speak English. I don't know. You know, maybe he's taking too many shots to the head. I don't know. But <laughs> no, no, he clarified. I, I used to speak English, mm-hmm. but I forgot. Yes. So now... No speaker English. <laughs> Fucking outstanding. Yeah. I, this guy's transformation into a heel has been absolute top notch. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those, you know. I look at I look at it's similar to when Neville turned heel, and suddenly you're like, oh, this is this is why this guy is here. Yeah. Like yeah. This is where you know Sami Zayn has done a fantastic fucking job of being a yeah. heel. You know, there's been yeah. there's been a, a, a plethora plethora of guys in the past that that a heel turn has done fucking wonders for them. And and Shinsuke for sure has is just taken it from really good wrestler, you know, great entrance to holy shit this guy is one of the best guys on the mic and he barely speaks English. <laughs> and Roman would be in the same category if they would ever pull the trigger on it. Eh, we'll see. Roman would be amazing if they turned him heel, and then you would get him over as a face when he turned back. Well, of course you would, but I, you know, see the thing is, is right now during NXT Revisited, I'm seeing heel Roman, and I go, this is the guy that we need on TV right now, because he's he's a cocky, he's an American asshole, and stuff like that, and he just, he has that look of a guy who should be an asshole, you yeah. know? So, the fact that... As yeah, does Roman. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And he's doing the thing where he's bit, sort of bitching and whining and complaining, so it makes perfect sense to do it. Mm-hmm. But instead, but, well, nope, nope, we're nope, just gender. 
Gender nope. will try to get him cheered by putting him out gender. Yep. We got to we got to sell those weird gloves so that little kids can jack their hands off. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Between the opening to last night's show and that statement, I'm really starting to get creeped out here, Troy. What opening to last night's show? Last week's show. Oh, last week's show. Again, you you can take anything I say and and chop off the back end of what I said and make it sound fucking pedophilia. <laughs> Because if, if because little peek behind the curtain again, I followed up that statement that I made last week was saying that I wanted to curb stomp a kid. I wanted to beat a child, not be in a child. All right. <laughs> I'm sure that's a whole lot better. It is. Kind of. Not really. But whatever. But that does it for the perfect 10. And let's move on to what's going on in the independent circuit. <clears throat> me 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 <clears throat> liberty states wrestling presents our season finale last show until september because you know we're not a real promotion and biggest show of the Dude. season respect <laughs> nobody listens respect on saturday may 12th at the john mccarthy elementary school in peabody mass the main it's event amazing was- that you follow up that say- that statement with naming the show respect respect go ahead uh-huh the main event will see the Liberty States Tag Team Championship on the line in a two out of three falls match as Brett Domino and Deal Hurst defend against fabulously unequal Johnny Vegas and that piece of shit Todd Sopel. Then <laughs> 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 the Some Limits Championship will be on the line as Lion faces Lion. What? It's Nico Silva versus Robo the Punjabi Lion. Why is it Lion versus Lion? They both have Lion in their nicknames. So, Nico Lion Silva against Lion Robo Silva. All right. <laughs> Fern Vikella defends his Liberty States t- heavyweight title against... Still no word on who, apparently. Yeah, apparently against nobody. Uh, see, I'll look it up. Hold on. Vamp. All right. All right. Um, Vern Vikella. I, I think that Vern Vikella has a, a, a nickname. Adam, you the really need to get on man. getting... View. The, that's what it is. That's it. The selfie-made man, Vern Vikella. So you really should add those things because it, it adds to this. Because if I can say the fabulously unequaled one, the unequal Todd Sopel, it sounds more impressive than just Vern Vicalo. He's yep, a champion. Still to this day, just as Vern Vicalo defends his, defends his Liberty States title. All right. Vern Vicalo defends his, his Liberty States heavyweight championship against Johnny Analog. This show's like this weekend, and we still don't fucking know who he's defending the title against. Well, you know what? So uh, buy a ticket this Saturday night in Peabody, Massachusetts. You could face Vern Vicalo for the LPW Heavyweight Championship. That's right. I'm oh, sorry, the Liberty States Heavyweight Championship. Yep. He has the LPW title, too. If he brings that, maybe he'll defend that against you, too. Yeah, maybe maybe it'll be, a, you know, whatever. Uh, Vanity Vixen will take on the Widow Belmont. Also in action, Danny Miles, Chris James, Jack Maverick, Setherin, and more. So maybe one of those guys will be facing off against the selfie main man, yeah. Vern Vicalo. My money, my money is Vern Vicalo is defending that title against Ian Moore. Okay. <laughs> Tickets are just ten. I don't know who that is. Tickets are just ten dollars. General mission doors open at six thirty p.m. It's not a real person. Seven. Oh, okay. How do you not get that joke? I don't know your. I don't know your guys. <laughs> also in action, Danny Miles, Chris James, Jack Maverick, Setherin, and more. And more. Mm-hmm. I'm drunk. Jason. That would have been a lot funnier if I didn't have to explain it. What's going on, Lucky Pro? 
Lucky Pro Wrestling is is presenting Toy Town Showdown on Saturday, May 19th at the Wendell P. Clark Memorial YMCA, 155 Central Street, Winchenden, Massachusetts. Tickets for this event are just $15. It is a special fundraiser for the Clark's YMCA Building Brighter Futures annual campaign. Impact Wrestling star Alicia Edwards will be on the show taking on Isana. The LPW Women's Championship will be on the line as Adira defends again. Oh, I'm sorry. LPW Women's Champion Adira will be in tag team action, teaming with Vanity Vixen to take on Jocelyn and Rosalie. Shady Shaycash takes on King Leon the Sixth. The Aristocrats, Tomahawk and Zachary Pierre Ballou, take on Big Money, Robbie the Giant, and Perry Von Vicious. Also scheduled to appear, the selfie-made man Vern Vicalo, the LPW Heavyweight Champion, who apparently <laughs> doesn't have a match on this show officially yet either. Uh, <laughs> retrosexual Anthony Green, the riot Kellen Thomas. There's also a special over-the-top Toy Town Rumble with the winner to face the LPW Hard Knocks Champion at Star Clash June 23rd in Clinton. At least we'll know who's facing somebody who's a champion on that show. But we won't Tickets know, on we won't now on sale. <laughs> Tickets are now on sale at LuckyProWrestling.com slash Winchenden. I'm not reading the fucking... Dash, dash, Adam, dash. Stop, stop putting dashes in HTML. <laughs> LuckyProWrestling.com or at the Clark YMCA. I like... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Adam, Adam's cut and paste game is strong, but his like, go back and read and make sure it makes sense fucking game is not. Eh, well, I mean, you know, it happens. <laughs> Bruce City Wrestling returns to the Elks Lodge in Waukesha, Wisconsin on La Saturday. Pica Lounge. Nope. At <laughs> Saturday, May 19th at with Retribution. La Pica Lounge. Bell time is 7.30 p.m. Doors open at 6.45. Tickets at ring started $20. Advance $16 using PayPal on BruceCityWrestling1.com. $18 at the door and kids 10 and under are just 10 bucks. Then stay at the Elks and join the stars of Bruce City Wrestling for the after party. Already signed his six... show, it's the after party... I'm gonna just take that out of there so you can stop singing every week. Because otherwise, we're gonna, we're gonna get we're gonna get content matched and we're gonna get pulled. In. A six woman tag team match will, will uh, be on the show. Are you going to the La Pica Lounge no. for this, sir? No, because it's not at the La Pica Lounge. It's at the Elks Lodge in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Oh, Elks on fire! The Midwest Slayer, Stacia Shadows, Evil Sierra, and Lena D'Oro take on Blue Phoenix, Vanessa Azor, Tess Valentine, and Melanie Cruz. We also have a tag team match as Roadhouse James Vincent and Mouth of the Midwest JP take on Brandon Blaze and ROH star Breer City Bruiser. There will be a flaming casket match as the demigod of death Funny Bone takes on Evil Dysfunction. More fan right, money. Seriously, seriously, seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, just have this discussion with anybody at work. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, Jane, in accounting. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, nothing much. Got any plans this weekend? Yeah, I'm going to go see the Flaming Casket match featuring the demigod of death, Funny Bone. He's <laughs> uh, <laughs> taking on evil dysfunction. I see no issue with that. See, the, see the, the two people I work with actually know that I am a wrestling fan, so they would just be like, eh, business as usual. But but I guess I guess to me first off flaming casket like a casket match wasn't bad enough like that's not physical enough we gotta fucking set that bitch on fire okay fine um, the demigod of death I don't even have any problem with but the demigod of death funny bone yes those two things do not go together it's clearly a joke is it yeah kind of I mean I had a couple drinks at dinner but I don't think I'm that drunk I mean 
I don't know. Maybe I should reach out to him. Nobody, uh, nobody ever answered me when I asked what was the issue uh, <laughs> with Mo Foley and Pitstain. So what? What? What's the issue with that? Why they kept facing each other? Oh, cause why they face each other at every fucking show? Yeah. they're on. Yeah, I don't know. Nobody agreed. Nobody told me. The guy's name is Pitstain. I mean, we're trying to apply logic to somebody named Pitstain. I suppose. Oh, I still have more to read. Yes. Uh, <laughs> go to BruceCityWrestling1.com. Follow them on Twitter at BCW1 or Instagram, BruceCityWrestling. Facebook, BruceCityWrestling1. And ICW returns on Sunday, May 20th with the electrifying Night of Violence. Doors open at 3.30 p.m., 4 p.m. bell time. Ringside is sold out. Second row and general mission are $50. Can you guess where this this is being held? It's the Lapica Lounge. Yes. In Milwaukee, Wisconsin. As Milwaukee's only R-rated pro wrestling show is live. The main event will be an electrified light tube death match. As the ICW oh, alternative... <laughs> As the ICW alternative title will be online as Dysfunction takes on Mo Foley. They're facing different people this week. ICW World title. There'll be an ICW World Championship match. What? Yeah. In a weapons match as the psycho Chase McCoy takes on the Greek franchise G. Kujianos. Oh, boy. Uh, an insane fuckery death match. Let, let's be honest. Nobody named Giannis wins anything in Milwaukee. Come on. You. You didn't. The match What's is that? called an insane fuckery death match, and you had to make a Bucks joke? <laughs> All right. In an insane fuckery death match, the plague bringer Marcus Kane takes on Pitstain. The ICW Midwest title will be online in a four way match as Sierra takes on Mario and Andrew Cravello with Dina Diva, the high class villain Rock King, and Mason. A no rules grudge match will take place between Corporal Robinson and the most hated Kato. The ICW tag team titles will be on the line as shoots. What the fuck w- is this? Huh? What the fuck is this? On Facebook because I forgot to add this. Drop the send. Oh, thing. okay. The ICW. Well, see, now, that's why I didn't. I didn't see it. Say the fuckery thing. I just. Yeah, but I. I, I said it, and you're just like, nope. I've got a Bucks joke in my loaded up in my fucking joke gun. So I gotta pull well, the come trigger. Come on, dude. I, look, there will be people at this show who will win things. So they're already ahead of the box. So you know. Took you to seven games, bitch. The ICW Tag Team Championships will I'm be sorry, on. I'm sorry, it's a little hard to hear you all the way from the Eastern Conference Finals. Shoots and, yeah, you haven't made it there yet, dude. <laughs> Shoots and Wanderers, yeah, Scott did. Marciano yeah, and AC Riley will, with Jason Jay, take on the Bear Kingdom, Juan Hernandez and Oso Toroco. A mystery challenge match will take, uh, take place as the Fable 1 Aesop Mitchell takes on someone from his past. That's not a person's name. That's He's literally taking on someone from his past. It could be me. I've interviewed him before. That's true. You Here could you show up at that show. I could be there. And finally, we'll have. I'm not going to be there. We'll have a number one contenders match, I'm assuming for the tag team championships, but it doesn't say. As Resort Life Captain Spicoli and first mate Del La Sambra (laughs) take on Straight Hatred Jack Blackwell and Zach McGuire. And they will also face Just Blazin', Jacob Hoffman, and Blazin' Benjamin. I have been in the wrestling business for like 20 goddamn years. I've heard some pretty fucked up names and gimmicks. This shit you guys are in on in the Midwest in terms of names is like next level shit. Uh, I could find worse. Oh, I'm sure we could. This is the fucking Easter Bunny or the the Drugs Bunny. That's right. <laughs> well, I I used to work with a guy named Porn Stash. So 
Wasn't that right? There's a wrestler named Pornstash, too. That's, who I, that's what I'm talking about. I used, to oh, work, okay. I used to work with Pornstash. Oh, really? And now Joey Ryan stole his gimmick. That's right. right. Uh, okay. And did you finish that one? Yes, I did. I, up, I, okay. dropped, I dropped it in there, so now you, you can get it on there next week. All right. Friday, May 25th, Wisconsin Professional Wrestling heads to the guard, to the Gather on Broadway in Greenbrier, Wisconsin for Battle on Broadway. Is it Feature- Gather? The Gather. Not, it, okay. It's not, it's not Gather. It's Gather. Okay. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Are you going? No. I work. Cool. Uh, featuring former WWE TNA star Mr. Anderson. Is it? I don't remember that guy in WWE. Kennedy. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. It'll be a TLC match for the KOTC championship as Justin Dredd takes on TW3. What does KOTC stand for? I assume uh, king of the something. Cockring. Heavyweight uh, okay. <laughs> champion Jared Jacks. <laughs> MDC, Weapon Next, Logan Lynch, Title Town, Champion, Sadist, and more will be in attendance. 7.30, doors I, open. I think I can get away with King of, King of the Cock Ring as the title of the episode. I don't see why not. <laughs> 8 p.m. showtime. Atlantic Pro Wrestling returns with Spring Loaded on Saturday night, May 26th at 6 p.m. from the Newbury Elks, 25 Low Street, Newbury, Massachusetts. Already signed is the main event of the evening as it's a rematch of former Three Kings allies turned enemies when the unequaled one, Todd Sopel, takes on Ring of Honor superstar the Kingpin, Brian Malonis, the APW New England champion, bitter buddy Romano with fellow Venom members, the anti-Americans, the Canadian legend Matt Loudon, and the Sheikh Abdullah Hassan will defend his title against the winner of the number one contenders battle royal earlier that night also scheduled the apw heavyweight championship as champagne joe moakley with john cena senior defends that title in a hair versus hair match against the hampton beach bad boy hunter ward in a match i've just made official today big announcement uh the apw tag team champions the main state posse will be in action as well as the apw women's champion adira also you'll see mr dtf dan terry the selfie made king Vern vicalo dl hurst brett domino bugsy stone and ike stay tuned for more updates tickets are 12 dollars at the door advanced tickets 10 dollars reserved front row 15 dollars and that also gives you early admission to the show Tickets are available at the door or at AtlanticProWrestling.com slash products. It's an all-ages show, but there is a bar, 21-plus with proper ID. Those doors open at 6 p.m. Bell time is 6.30. We will have more matches in the coming weeks and days. And the card, as always, subject to change. I scrolled too far. Elk Mani Production Promotions. The North Shore Rumble, a family-friendly <laughs> pro-wrestling fundraiser for the Tools for Schools program, which donates school supplies to Salem students in need. The event will take place at the Beverly Salem Lodge of Elks. Doors, oh, <laughs> doors open at 6.30 with a bell time at 7 p.m. Tickets are on sale for $10 in advance or $12 at the door. See, that makes Tickets sense. Tickets are not on fire. 
because that would make them hard to hold. That's true. The Middlesex Express, <laughs> Stephen Broad and Stephen Lust. You you make fun of me for fucking that name, and you've got Broad and Lust. We'll defend the New England Tag Team the titles. Middlesex against- Express. <laughs> All right, whatever. I mean, beautiful Bobby, sweet Stan. It, it's fucking. Right, whatever. They'll defend their titles against the Bay State champion Derek Simon Simonetti and newly Simonetti. crowned All Star champion Insane Dick Lane. You go get that dick in you lane. in the dick lane. The former Bay State champion, bitter Buddy Romano. Is he bitter because he lost the championship? Who knows? Returns to Alchemania for, on June 2nd. Oh, my God. You fucking asshole. What is this? As he goes one-on-one with the heavy hitter Shady Shay Cash. Also, we'll have... Uh, I'm, halfway, I'm halfway down this thing, and he just now said what the fucking date was on it. <laughs> Fox Vineyard. <laughs> As seen on Ring of Honor TV, <laughs> we'll take on the unequal dick, Todd Sopel. The ace, Mike Montero, <laughs> takes on the freak show, Sean Leader. And 30 competitors will compete in this year's North St- Shore Rumble. The winner will receive a championship match of their choice at Elkmania 6. Well, at least they win something other than a gigantic gaudy title belt. The entrants <laughs> that have been announced so far is Bitter Buddy Romano. I guess he's pulling double duty. The heavy hitter, Shea Cash. The unequaled one, Todd Zobel, also building about double duty. The ace, Mike Montero. Tuna the, Tony the Tuna. Yep, defend that one. The freak show, Sean Leather. Also, pull, uh, so everybody that's in the matches beforehand is in this fucking rumble as well. Kevin Giles, Big Bear Mo, Motok. And Matouche. Tough, Matouche, get a real name. And Tough Talk, Tony Spencer. That is his real name. I'm assuming I'm just going to add to this probably Stephen Broad and Stephen Lust. David Simonelli and Dick Lane will probably be in here as well, because you know we don't have. They, I guess they, they do. They do they have more than thirty competitors, or is that just they're just throwing everybody in there? No, okay. That does it for the rundown for this Thursday. I don't, work for that I don't know what you're telling. Me. I don't know to say what about that. I guess so. So that does it for the rundown for this Thursday, Bray tenth, two thousand eighteen. It's been one hundred sixty-eight hours since I called Jason a Jagoff. Follow us Has on it really Twitter. Been that long? What's wrong with you? I, don't know. I checked I, back on the text too. I was like, no, I didn't call him Jagoff. Hey, Jason, you're Jagoff. It's there. A, I broke my streak. Okay, cool. Reset. Uh, it. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Podcast. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Rundown Wrestling. Email the show at Rundown Wrestling at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail. Whoops, that was fucking stupid. 617 863 6967. That's 61 Rundown 7. I hit the down arrow and I was still up in the <laughs> other fucking thing. You, your, your vocal self-editing is, is outstanding. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. That's, that's, you're the one who's got to edit it. We're on Patreon. Head I'm Patreon. editing that shit. I'm leaving that shit in. <laughs> Head over to patreon.com slash rundownwrestling to become a patron. Currently, there are two reward levels. The Rundowner, which are $5 a month, grants you one patron-only episode of The Rundown. And Rundown Mania, which for $10 a month, grants you a guest hosting spot on any of our Rundown shows. Also, all patrons will receive early access to shows on The Rundown feed. Listen to our friends the Kingpin, Brian Malonis, and Mike Crockett on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing with new podcasts every Monday. Go to facebook.com slash thewpan or thewpan.com. Check out our friend Justin Michaels on his show Yes on Waltz on Tough TV. Go to toughtv.com to stream it live. Stay tuned to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast to hear our other shows. NXT Revisited, which made a return this week. The Rundown Sit-Down, which Tremendous is Tremendous episode, too, of NXT Revisited this week. Thank you. The Rundown Sit-Down, which we hope to return soon. WrestleMania Salvation, which I uh, believe will be baseball dropping. Baseball season's almost over. So, Well, mm. about halfway over. So once baseball season's over, the sit-downs will return. 
There you go. WrestleMania Salvation, which should be returning next week. Glowstick, yep. yes. which will be returning soon as well. And the Nitromania podcast, which just dropped this week. Another great episode of Nitromania as well. And a very, big one next week. Yes, yes, for, a very for the big Nitromania one. podcast. No word yet on who Adam's special guest is, but they'll be doing the bash at the beach, which I understand something big happens. I don't know. Some guy's named Hall and Ash and some, some third guy. I don't know. Hall and Oates perform? I love yes. Hall and Oates. Yeah. Big deal. Follow the follow these two idiots on Twitter at jstewart0920. I, you know, by the way, it annoys me the fact that your Twitter name is different than your email. What? It's different numbers. It just annoys me. There's no consistency in it. Uh, and then you can follow uh, you can you can follow me at Rockstar Troy. Uh, if you like WrestleMania Salvation, follow WrestleMania Taz. Uh, and if you like Nitromania, follow the Seltzer Effect. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing none of us get any new followers. I know, right? right. Thanks. To, uh, I, I get I get a lot of bots and a lot of like uh, uh, fake dudes pretending to be women. I get a lot of those. I bet you, I bet you Johnny Analog gets a lot of followers though. He does. Yep, and you could follow him too at Johnny Analog. One of these days, one of these days, I hope that somebody makes a comment to him and he's just like, "The fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> the, Is that the, a real thing? I thought that was a fake account you set up. No, no, I'm not allowed to set up accounts anymore. <laughs> they instantly get they instantly get blocked when I set them up now. <laughs> Why would that be? Because I got blacklisted. <laughs> How'd you oh, get blacklisted? Uh, because they didn't like my uh, uh, my time traveling Adam tweeting. So, wait, wait, that was you? Yeah, that was me. Fuck. I know. This is like finding out about Santa Claus of the Easter Bunny. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Shit. I apologize. I thought it was really a future Adam. I'm pretty sure Sal was the first person that actually made a comment about that saying it was me. So you can blame him for, for it first. Thanks to all of you for listening. I don't listen here. to Sal. Yeah. Hey, Thanks. Anyone know where I can get a trial subscription audible? Nah, they don't do those, I don't think. Uh, uh, thanks to Jason for joining me. Thanks, Troy. Yeah. And next week, we jerk thanks each other off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again? Yep. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there until we got something else to talk about. Yeah. So, that's it. So, don't know why I'm still here. See you next Thursday. Bye bye. The Run on Wrestling Podcast was created and subsequently banned by Adam Sadler. Adam is produced and edited by Jason Stewart. The episode was hosted by Jason Stewart and Troy Wilson. We are a member of the Questionable Endeavor Network. Check out all of our other podcasts and shows on questionnetwork.com and tune in next week for another episode of the Run on Wrestling Podcast.